It's time for Medicaid Open Enrollment in Delaware. From Wilmington to Bethany Beach, connections run deep in the first state. And AmeriHealth Caritas Delaware is dedicated to connecting you to care. To learn more, visit AmeriHealthCaritasDE.com. Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. This next segment, it has me um, righteously upset uh, because uh, when we realize what's happening with uh, pastoral error right here in America in terms of theological beliefs and uh, what is being passed on to the flocks around the country. No wonder, uh, you know, we can look at many reasons why there is confusion in the culture, but boy, I'll tell you what, when we understand what's happening right here within uh, our Christian worldview uh, adherence here in America, a lot of error is being taught and uh, man has decided that, uh, uh, men and women have decided that uh, their worldview is more important than the Christian worldview, and they've mixed that together in sort of a, a concoction that kind of looks like Christianity. But our good friend is back with us, and uh, I so appreciate uh, Dr. George Barna, who's uh, joining us again this afternoon. Uh, Dr. Barna is a professor at Arizona Christian University and the director of research at the Cultural Research Center. And uh, just reminding you, I'd like to get this out, that uh, he is no longer associated with the Barna Group. So, uh, and I so uh, embrace the work that George does, but I also like to remind our audience that uh, there are other reports that uh, that group is uh, distributing. And uh, just know that uh, Dr. Barna is not a part of that group. And today we're going to be talking about a new report. Uh, the American Worldview Inventory 2022, conducted by Dr. Barna and his associates there at the uh, at the university, and uh, this is just very very disturbing. So with that, Dr. Barna, as always, you're welcome here on the Bill Bunkley Show, and thank you, thank you for coming back. But I'm not excited about your topic today. <laughs> well, Bill, thanks for having me back in spite of the topic, and, and I'm glad that you guys are no longer underwater. It's great to to be with you and know that, uh, you know, millions of us around the country have been praying for you folks. So it's good to be back together. Well, we've got a lot of work, a lot of work to do, but, uh, as what happens, God always has a plan and there was, uh, there is much more gospel opportunity for folks that are out there trying to hurt and rebuild. So we will just uh, make sure that we're on, on God's uh, playbook. There's uh, a lot to be done. And I know that you understand that as well as anyone. Well, there is so much here. We're going to do a segment or two with you. There's so much to talk about. But basically, we've got a lot of error that's being uh, propagated by pastors, and only about 37% of our pastors around the country have a biblical worldview. I don't even know where to start, so I'll let you start. <laughs> well, you know, one, one place to start would be praying that uh, we can right this ship, because it's it's certainly headed in the wrong direction. Uh, you know, as we look at, at pastors across the country, as you mentioned, we found that 37% of Christian pastors have a biblical worldview. That varies by the position that a pastor holds. 41% of senior pastors have a biblical worldview, you know, which is uh, appalling. But 
it gets worse because then when you look at associate pastors who are the future senior pastors for the most part, only 28% of them have a biblical worldview. When we look at teaching pastors, people in that position, and of course you typically only find those in the largest of churches, and therefore often among the most influential of churches, only 13% of them, of the teaching pastors, have a biblical worldview, which is shocking when you think about it. But wait a minute, they're the ones whose sole job is to open up God's Word and figure out how to communicate that truth to people. Only uh, one out of every eight of them do it. But the one that disturbs me the most is when we look at children's pastors and youth pastors across the country, only 12% have a biblical worldview. And the reason I say that's the most disturbing of all these numbers to me is because we know that a person's worldview develops starting at 15 to 18 months of age, and is pretty much fully formed by the age of 13. And they're going to carry that worldview with them the rest of their lives. It doesn't change very much on average. Certainly some people change radically, but most people don't change almost at all. And so when we recognize that based on our parenting studies, that most parents are leaving the spiritual development of their children up to a local church. But if that spiritual development is going to happen, they're expecting the church to take care of that. And then we look at the fact that the pastors that are assigned primarily to working with their children, and seven out of eight of those pastors don't have a biblical worldview, remembering that you can't give what you don't have, that's a very disturbing finding. And then the other uh, category of pastors we looked at were executive pastors, and only 4% of that group has a biblical worldview. So, you know, I think what it does is it challenges us to, to once again, as we're supposed to biblically, take responsibility for our own spiritual lives. Not say, you know what, I'm just going to go into a church and I'll take a notebook and a pen with me, and I'll take copious notes and I'll just believe what they tell me. Now, what we need to take first and foremost is God's Word, have read it before we've gone in there, and then be comparing what we're taught to what the Word itself teaches. We're talking to Dr. George Barna, and we're talking about a very important download that uh, you need to be uh, plugging into. And um, you can go to the website, culturalresearchcenter.com, culturalresearchcenter.com. We're talking about the American Worldview Inventory 2022. I'm going to encourage each of you, my listeners here and in Columbus, I want you to go to this website. I'll give it out again. And if you can, I want you to print it out. Because when you get into some of the different uh, specific questions on this survey, you're going to find that there are very specific prayer targets about um, things that are being inappropriately approached and taught from a biblical worldview. And I can't think of anything else at the moment that we need to be doing to be diligent to what God would call us to do than to do just that. Again, that website is culturalresearchcenter.com, culturalresearchcenter.com. Dr. George Barna, professor there at Arizona Christian and also director of the Research Institute, once again, my guest this afternoon. There are two that I think will very, very clearly demonstrate the crisis that we're in. I'm looking at the basic beliefs of pastors by denominational families. And, folks, this is part of that report that you can download. One of the beliefs held by pastors, listen closely, audience, listen, 
a person who is generally good or does good enough things for others, well, they will earn a place in heaven. I repeat, a person who is generally good or does good enough things for others will earn a place in heaven. Now, we know that uh, Jesus told us, I am the way and the truth and the light. No one comes to the Father except by me. George Barna, give us the raw truth here. This is shocking. This is shocking what pastors believe. Well, Bill, of course, there's a range here across denominations within the, the Christian spectrum. But when we look at at that particular item, what we find is that one out of five pastors at denominational churches believe that you can earn a place in heaven. One out of three pastors at evangelical churches believe that a good person can earn a place in heaven. Uh, we find that half of the pastors of Pentecostal or charismatic churches across the country would say that good people can earn their place in heaven. Two out of three of the pastors at traditionally black churches across the country believe that, and a little bit more than the pastors, half of all the pastors in the holiness churches would say that, and three out of four Catholic priests believe that you can earn your salvation if you're good enough. So it depends on what church you're going to, what you're going to hear taught in terms of a doctrine related to salvation. But no matter what group of churches you look at, it's mind-blowing to me that what we're finding is that such a large proportion of pastors, almost regardless of church, believe that salvation is not attributable solely to the love, the grace, the forgiveness, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but instead turn it around and say, no, it really depends on us. It's all about us. We can persuade God to let us spend eternity with him if we do enough good things for other people, if we're enough good people, uh, if, if uh, you know we're a good enough person. And keep in mind that our worldview studies with adults across the country show that more than two out of three Americans believe that they are good people. And this, perhaps, Bill, is why we also find that currently in America, only 2% of Americans believe that when they die, they will go to hell. The vast majority of people say either there is no hell, there is no God, or I'll go there for a variety of reasons that they give us. But basically, we believe that we're good enough to justify eternity in the presence of a holy and righteous God. And so there's a lot that we've got to learn. Unfortunately, what we're finding is that tens and tens of thousands of Christian churches in this country will not teach you that. When you think about the number of churches that are teaching error, and the reason why I want you to download this study at culturalresearchcenter.com is not only on how to pray, but if you are looking for a solid church that's teaching the inerrancy of the scriptures, this is the checklist that you need to have, and you need to ask the pastor or the counselor as you're considering a church membership somewhere, or if you're a member of the church and you believe that you've caught some error, uh, from the pulpit, you know what? Remember that wide is the, is the gate that leads to hell. Narrow is the gate that leads to heaven. And I believe that Jesus was talking about not only the world but within the church. And Satan has has deceived us. Satan has us working off a whole set of lies, and uh, we sort of laugh about the fact. Well, when we get to heaven, we'll say, "Man, how did you get here?" 
And then we'll be saying, man, where's, where, where's Joe? Where's Sally? That's nothing to laugh about because the error that's being taught here, the God is, our God is the one true God, and he's very specific about everything that he does, and he's very, very unchanging. And I think this is a wake-up call for here in America. Now, before we get back to Dr. Barna, I want to quickly give you these categories, and then I'm going to focus in on one because when you hear these categories, and we've got, we're way off the mark of being true to God's word. I think this will motivate you to go to the website. Human life is sacred. Wait till you see what the pastors have to say. The personal accumulation of money and other forms of wealth are entrusted to a person by God to manage for his purposes. Uh, when you die, you will go to heaven only because you have confessed your sins and have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Strong doctrinal beliefs. Success in life is consistent obedience to God. Now, here we go. How about this one? Reincarnation is a real possibility. Mm, wait till you see these results. Having faith matters more than which faith you have. I have faith in that tree. That tree's given me life. Just letting you know. A person who is generally good or does good enough good things for others will earn a place in heaven. We talked about that. Here's one. Determining moral truth is up to each individual. There are no moral absolutes that apply to anyone all the time. Wow. Where does the Bible come in? And the Bible is ambiguous regarding abortion. It is possible to make a compelling biblical argument either or for or against abortion. Dr. Barner, come back in. Let's talk about this thing about absolute truth. God doesn't change yesterday, today, or tomorrow. Neither does Jesus or the Holy Spirit. So the world we have in today, my truth is okay. Your truth is okay. Determining moral truth is up to each individual. There are no moral absolutes that apply to everyone all the time. What about the Bible? What are these pastors thinking? How are they teaching error on such a wide scale? Well, you know, Bill, one of the concepts that I often run with is you can't give what you don't have. Or the only thing you can give is what you do have. And so I go back to, well, who trained these people? And for me, a lot of it goes back to seminaries. Because we, in many places, many institutions of, of religious learning across the country, we think that we're so smart that we know better than what the Bible simply teaches us. And so there's a lot of error being taught to our future pastors. And then when they get into these positions of influence and authority within churches, they take the error that they've been taught at seminaries and that's being supported by a culture that doesn't believe in God, a culture that doesn't believe that the Bible is God's true and authoritative word. And they feel confident now that what they come up with in their own mind is the way to go. And so we're being taught a lot of nonsense because, humanly, it's what we've chosen to believe, rather than simply going back to the God of all creation, the omniscient one, who knows all truth, embodies all mm. truth, is the representation of all truth, and saying, but what does he say? What, what has he modeled for me in the person of Jesus Christ as taught to us in God's own word? So, yeah, it's in many ways not surprising that this is where we've wound up, but it is appalling. 
Now, I think we got about a minute and a half left, so very quickly, uh, am I correct in, in my uh, quick scanning of the research that non-denominational pastors are more true to the word than traditional mainline sort of gatherings? Yeah, actually, we found that of the seven different denominational groupings that we looked at, which were non-denominational independent churches, secondly were evangelical, third was mainline, fourth was Catholic, fifth was Pentecostal or Charismatic, fifth was traditionally black, and, and uh, I'm sorry, seventh is, is holiness. I messed up on the numbers there. Uh, yeah, when we look at those seven groups, non-denominational pastors are... Uh, by a considerable margin, more likely than pastors in any of those other groupings to possess biblical perspectives. Uh, on average, about 57% uh, have a biblical worldview. But even that's very low. Evangelical churches, which definitionally believe in the Word of God, actually don't consistently believe in or teach the Word of God. So um, this is one of those areas where we've got to be rethinking some of our definitions. Well, this is when I wish I had an eight-hour telephone uh, tele, uh, uh, radio program because all of this is astounding. But we've got to go for now. We've got a hard break coming up. Uh, I thank so much for Dr. George Barna, his research, and his work there at Arizona Christian University and at the Cultural Research Center. Go right now to culturalresearchcenter.com, culturalresearchcenter.com. Download your copy, The American Worldview Inventory 2022. I'm asking all of you to do this. This is an urgent prayer request. Dr. Barnett, as always, thank you for your work. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you, Bill. Good to be with you again. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today. It's time for Medicaid Open Enrollment in Delaware. From Wilmington to Bethany Beach, connections run deep in the first state. And AmeriHealth Caritas Delaware is dedicated to connecting you to care. To learn more, visit AmeriHealthCaritasDE.com or call 800-996-9969.